You're listening to the Manorist Podcast with your host, Tom Traplin, and this is session number 102. The second LGS Success Summit is scheduled for September 7th to 9th, 2021, and we are going bigger and better for this one. And just like last time, this summit is a virtual event, so you don't have to worry about spending thousands of dollars on airfare and travel and accommodations and food. You can attend the summit and listen to the expert speakers from the comfort of anywhere with an internet connection. We're talking three days of content delivered by 24 of the most successful game store owners in North America, covering the entire spectrum of experience. Day one of the summit is all about new store owners and what you need to know to get your business off on the right foot. Day two is all about growth and marketing and learning how to sell more products with cutting edge marketing strategies. And day three is dedicated to operations and optimizing, where you're going to learn about the systems and processes you need to build a business that runs itself. And just like last time, the LGS Success Summit is free to attend live. You can pick up your free ticket by going to lgssuccesssummit.com and signing up right now. And if you act soon, you can also upgrade your summit experience and purchase an all-access pass at early bird pricing and save 25%. As an all-access pass holder, you get access to the audio and visual recordings once the summit is finished on demand, as well as the resources and bonuses mentioned during the summit. And if you've been thinking about how to grow your game store, but you just aren't sure about what to do next, the LGS Success Summit is where you want to be. It's three days of actionable strategies, useful resources, industry connections, and networking opportunities, and I'm super excited for you to be there. So grab your free ticket and all-access pass by going to lgssuccesssummit.com and signing up today. Uh, so let's real quick talk about some of the issues that we're seeing with supply chain. So if you've been in part of the Facebook groups for any length of time, you've probably seen those posts discussing the, uh, the inflation, the increased costs in container shipping. Uh, part of the reason for that is, well, I guess the entirety of the reason for that has basically been uh, COVID. COVID has been a major impact on uh, shipping lines all over the world. And the main issue is that uh, the disruptions uh, tend to accumulate over time and take a while. Like It takes months for the effect to really be felt uh, down the chain, right? So uh, disruptions started early on, 18 months ago. Uh, we started seeing the effects as, as uh, shipping containers, you know, uh, started traveling across the ocean. They stopped. Uh, demand dipped down, well, real hard right at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, but then people started buying from Amazon. They started shopping online. They started really changing their purchasing habits, uh, which led to a massive uptick in the amount of uh, shipping containers required in order to buy all this stuff and bring it across the ocean. Uh, so this basically left uh, a huge number of these containers in one port or another, on one side of the ocean, on the wrong side. Uh, and right now there's a big bulge moving through the system, whereas before uh, purchasing patterns were relatively stable and uh, fairly easy to predict, uh, the noise in the system uh, worked out to be fairly consistent so that things were going back and forth at a relatively normal rate and it wasn't too hard to predict what was going to happen in the, in the near future. Whereas now, big swings in demand have caused uh, big swings in supply chain availability down the road, down the chain. Uh, it's called the bullwhip effect. So when you've got uh, distributors, well, you've got manufacturers, distributors, wholesalers, and then retailers, uh, a slight, uh, slight increase in either end, right? a disruption at the manufacturing level of things, plays out over time, over a period of months, 
down at the retail end of things, which is where we're feeling them right now. Or on the flip side, and technically what happened in COVID was a dual disruption. Uh, it wasn't just a big, wild fluctuation in demand, although that did happen. It was that there's a wild fluctuation in demand coupled with a you know, a, a massive lockdown, right? Where people couldn't manufacture the things at all, right? Like a lot of the factories that produced a lot of the games, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the materials that games were made of, uh, a lot of the things that really fuel the industry. Though a lot of those factories got shut down for months, months last year, right? Those effects, those two things, the wild demand fluctuation as well as the uh, the wild manufacturing capacity fluctuation, are really starting to be felt right now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it plays out down the chain and the effect is magnified the further along you go which is unfortunately where we're at right now uh, hopefully the pattern starts to even out over time but as of right now when i'm recording this uh, in august of 2021 uh, we're probably going to be experiencing supply chain issues for the next like three to six months most likely you're going to see all kinds of weird stuff shortages in one area uh, surpluses in another. So like, there's going to be all kinds of weird things happening. But there are some things that you can do to help uh, mitigate some of, the, some of the supply chain issues that you might be experiencing. Uh, so that's what we're going to do today, which is going to be a real quick episode. This is seven ways to avoid the supply chain problems of 2021. So number one, diversify your product offerings. Uh, not every product line is experiencing the same issues, the same stock problems, the same supply chain issues. Uh, so what you can do, uh, one of the fairly easy things that, or one of the easier, simpler suggestions would be to just start stocking products that aren't necessarily, you know, going to be uh, subject to this kind of supply chain problem. So uh, in terms of what you can offer, there are things outside of the games business that are still, uh, still overlap in that Venn diagram of, you know, gamer hobbyist that you can offer people uh, things like the, the Funko Pops and the, uh, the plushies and, other other things like that. So by offering new, similar style products that uh, might appeal to the customers that you have already, as well as to some new customers, uh, by switching some of your product over to that kind of a that kind of a, a diversified offering, uh, you can avoid some of those issues. You can actually have some new stock, whereas uh, not doing that, you you're very well subjected to allocations and all kinds of uh, issues like that. So if you want new things to sell, maybe you should start selling some new things. Uh, number two, work with a larger number of distributors. So this one, uh, this one kind of goes to the allocation problem. Uh, if you are relying on one distributor and going deep on that distributor in order to get those uh, better discounts on uh, on bulk orders and, and really increase your margin, uh, you are opening yourself up to disruption from that distributor. So if that distributor doesn't have stock to send you, you're going to get allocated, and it's going to impact your ability to sell. Uh, by expanding the number of distributors that you source from, maybe you won't be as you won't be feeling the pinch right if they all allocate you which might happen at least then you're not going to be crushed down by the one distributor when you order 100 100 booster boxes of the latest magic set and you only get 5 uh if you order a bunch from a bunch of different distributors and they only give you 25% of what you ordered at least then you know you'll get a slightly larger fraction of what you're hoping to sell uh that's just one way of of uh doing it and there's plenty of distributors in North America that you can contact that can help you uh, kind of like expand what you can offer. Uh, you might lose a little bit of margin in the front end, but I would rather lose a little bit of margin and make a sale than not have a sale at all. So that's one way of doing things. Uh, number three is focus more on the secondary market. Uh, so one of the things that you wouldn't have to worry about is 
if your customers are your source for your product, then the supply chain's not really being impacted in that regard. Uh, so like the, the most common secondary market uh, product in this industry is, is Magic Singles. Uh, it's super easy uh, to get into buying and selling Magic cards. Uh, you know, it's probably one of, uh, most of you probably already do it. Uh, you could very easily double down on that, make that much more focused, uh, really get out there with your buy list and make it much more known that you, from your, for your customers that you can buy their cards, give them more favorable, uh, you know, cr uh, store credit trades or something like that in order to build up your stock, in order to make that more of a, a focus on what you do as your business. Uh, there are other ways of doing that as well. Uh, you, know, you can buy and sell used board games. You can buy and sell all kinds of vintage products. There's there's a lot of different ways of doing that. And by focusing on the secondary market, you completely bypass the supply chain issues because those products already exist. They're already floating around your ecosystem, so you can easily just tap into that right away. Uh, number four is do more events and make them profitable. So like, this might not be 100% viable depending on how things uh, break in the next couple of weeks. Things are trending not necessarily in the greatest direction in terms of uh, in-person events. A lot of places are, are uh, bringing the masks back, bringing the mandates back, and that sort of thing. But we'll see how it goes. In an ideal world, maybe, that's, uh, maybe it plays out so that maybe we don't go into 100% lockdown again. That would be great if that's the case. Uh, making a, an emphasis on events, running events profitably. So instead of using them as a loss leader in order to sell more product that you may, may not necessarily have, uh, running events as a way of generating an actual, like a, a profitable revenue source, uh, totally viable if you just adjust your prices, justify what you're doing, add a little bit of value by making the experience really good for your customers, for the people playing in the events, uh, and put a, more of an emphasis on what you're doing in terms of organization and, and organized play. Uh, that is definitely another revenue source that you can tap into, at least in the meantime, and maybe even uh, later on down the road. If that becomes the norm, then all the better. Number five is to offer additional services. So this is uh, another way of expanding beyond the supply chain is you don't have to worry about product availability if you're offering a service. Uh, there could be things like, you know, it could be like iPhone repair or uh, in the case of uh, more game store specific kind of ideas would be uh, unique experiences like uh, the uh, LARP, LARPing or something like that, or uh, day camps or birthday parties or, uh, you know, other kinds of like educational programs or crafting or that kind of stuff. There's a lot of ways, as long as you're creative and you're interested in kind of putting in the effort because the service requires a lot more work than selling a product does. Uh, there's a lot of things available that you can do to create another revenue source and really completely sidestep the fact that you can't get product, new product availability. If that's not an issue, uh, services are a great way to do that. Number six, order direct. Uh, maybe not necessarily solve all your problems, but if you can order direct from the source, direct from publishers, direct from WOTC, uh, Games Workshop, and that sort of thing, uh, you can sidestep a lot of the, again, sidestep a lot of the issues coming out of the distributor level of the supply chain or the wholesaler level. Uh, order and direct is an easy way to kind of like avoid some of those things. And again, it's kind of like you can solve some of the allocation problem. It's kind of like opening yourself up with uh, additional distributors. Uh, you have another source with which to grab product from. Uh, that way you can kind of like lean on a whole bunch of distributors, whole bunch of sources all at once without having to rely on a single one for everything that you need. Uh, and then the final one, uh, number seven is, if I can read my notes, is order what you need now for the holiday season. That's a big one. Uh, timelines, things are delayed 
Everything is delayed right now. If you have time, if you have the cash, if you are flush right now because you've had a great sales season, which uh, is the case for a lot of you, right now is the time to prep and order what you need for the holidays. Because if you wait until October or November, uh, there's a pretty good chance that you might not have, well, you're not going to get it. You're not going to have the things in stock. Uh, the supply chain issues will probably continue, and they might just get worse. So if you want to be able to sell certain products for the holiday season, and who doesn't, uh, then right now is the time to act. So put, you know, if you've got that war chest, now's the time to get that stock in place. Put your orders in now uh, and hope that they get delivered and you have the option, or you have the ability to sell them to your customers prior to the Christmas season. Uh, so those are just my thoughts on some of the ways that we can kind of uh, mitigate the impact of the supply chain issues that we're facing as an industry. Uh, if you have any ideas, I would be really happy to hear them. So let me know what you think. What are you doing to make the supply chain issues uh, maybe you know have less of an impact on your store? Uh, feel free to send me an email, tom at maniversaga.com. Yeah, post a comment on the podcast page. Uh, you know, post, Ping me on Facebook. You know, let me know what you think. Uh, it would be great to start a conversation on this because this is something that a lot of store owners are experiencing and are probably going to experience for the near future. And uh, we should be able to help uh, help each other out by, by sharing our experiences. Uh, that is it for today's episode. I told you it was going to be a quick one. Uh, again, go to LGSSuccessSummit.com. Sign up for the, the uh, upcoming summit. It's going to be live, virtual, September 7th to 9th. Uh, we got a lot of great speakers lined up and a lot of good content for you to help you grow your business, to help you reach new customers, and to just generally make your game store uh, more successful. That's the, the whole theme of the event. So LGSSuccessSummit.com, sign up, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. All right, well, that's it for me today. I am, uh, uh, I'm Tom Traplin. I've been your host, and thank you very much for listening. And I'll talk to you again in the next episode of the Manaverse Podcast. <laughs>